Hello and welcome to The Thread, a nonprofit ministry, television show, and now podcast that shines a light on community and those that thread us all together. Each episode, you'll hear from co-hosts Rick Hensel of Spot Content Studio and The Thread's very own Timmy Zell. Here they are. Okay, welcome back to The Thread Podcast, uh, episode two. Um, we're still kind of talking COVID and how we're trudging along day by day, it's hour day by, by hour. Day. That's right. Sometimes minute by minute. That's right. Um, we kind of left off uh, last time and just how it all kind of started, but I really just wanted to talk today just on how you're getting through this and how people can get through this and, um, you know, what's your, what's your day look like today? Uh, so, you know, I spent that first week doing it for my, doing the show for Fox two for my basement, uh, in self quarantine. And, uh, then I got back out on the street. So now I don't go to the station at all. I don't report to the building like I used to do in the early mornings. I just meet the photographer, Mike Border, wherever we're going. I just meet him there. He gave me a microphone day one and I haven't given it back. So he didn't have to touch it. You know, I just put the microphone on and we switch out the battery and, uh, we just go on location and then I shoot promos for the next day on the, in the field and uh, a message for the evening shows. And, uh, then it's back to my house to do planning for the next day. And it's, it's literally a day by day thing on what we're doing. Wow. Uh, what about home? Home, home is good. You know, uh, my wife drives a school bus for the district, so she's out. Um, the kids of course are out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good getting time with them. I come home and I usually have a little bit of work. I still got to get done as far as planning and stuff for the next day. But that's been a real blessing in the midst of it is just getting that time with them more time than the teenagers want with us. <laughs> <laughs> but but at times but they but they've enjoyed that part too I believe and that that's been a rich rich blessing in the midst of it and one thing I I would love to see linger from this you know you wonder what's going to last if we could slow down a little bit I think the slower pace um is a blessing when we actually get it in time to breathe and time to where we're not so rushed from activity to activity and fill up our calendar so much that there's no time to breathe I really have enjoyed the slower pace, the dinners together, as you mentioned, and um, not everyone being on a to the next sporting event or the next event like that, but there being some real time to just to just be. Yeah, I was uh, talking to Tim Snyder here at Spot, and uh, I mentioned to him, I'm like, do you think uh, maybe God had something to do with this? That I said, I am. We used to try to really push, and it sounds so selfish and so bad now to think back to have one family meal yeah. a week together. One, only one. I'm thinking. I'm at the time. I'm thinking. Oh, we're doing great. We're getting one. Now we're doing like six. <laughs> you know, and that seventh one. Like you, we we're, we need to go. <laughs> we need to separate ourselves a little quiet bit. Quiet time. But, um, but it's been great. And I think in a, in a roundabout way, I have teenagers, and and in a way, I think they enjoy it. Yeah. Um, they're actually cooking with us. And my senior, yeah. my teenage daughter, she's a senior in high school. She's enjoying learning how to cook. My son already knows how to cook. He's showing me a few things, but it's kind of like, hmm, is there something else going on here besides the government saying stay home? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been good. And to have them available to gather, like as a family, we're reading C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity together and a chapter a day, and we discuss it as a family and they get their reading done, then we come together. To have that time to do that has been has been really huge and and a, and a blessing. So yeah, that slower pace and be, have, having more time to just connect instead of just hectic and right. and movement, um, I think is really tag good. teaming. Here. Yes, you yeah. go here, I'll go there. Yeah, what's it, how are we dividing and conquering this thing today? Do you have a funny story about being 
quarantined, uh, a meal that went bad. uh. (laughs) Well, you know, I told you the other day I I was, we were going on a hike together as a family and our daughter, one of our teenage daughters was, dad, this is the last thing. I got to be completely honest with you. Y'all are the last people I want to be with right now. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Completely honest. Yeah, I get it, you know, and they're yeah. and they're frustrated. They want to be with their friends, and I get, especially the girls, you know, socially and teenagers, and used to having that freedom. Uh, and I totally get it. But another point on that is, I tell people, if your children of any age, if they're acting out at home and having, you know, sharing, letting down, and having some some explosions of their own, there's a positive side of that because they see home as a safe place to let down and show what they're really feeling. Yeah. And if they didn't feel safe to do it there, they'd, do, they'd want to do it somewhere else. And I'm thankful that uh, that home is a place where they can let down, let, let your raw emotions show, know that know that you're going to be loved and cared for no matter what. And we'll talk through it. We'll yep. get through it. I'll be honest. It, it's It's been fun, but it's been all peaches and cream all the no, time, though, either. We've had our arguments and stuff. Absolutely. But it's good because it it's communicating. Absolutely. I mean, that my kids are letting their frustrations out or they're, ha- they're telling me about a problem they're having with so-and-so that we can talk about it and we can talk about this is how you should act, or this is not how yeah. you should not. You shouldn't act. You should take the high road, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't think some sometimes if you're crossing paths at a soccer game or going to dance or whatever, that may not get communicated, and it just gets shoved down to the next day, to the next day, to the next day, and eventually it's gone, and there's no life lessons. There's, there's, there's yep. nothing. And it's a great model because uh, in prayer it's the same thing. We can take it to God. He can handle our frustrations. You know, he can handle our our upset and anger and all that. Uh, I never forget a couple of years ago, Hallie was training for cross country and she was running and uh, I was going to be the one to pick her up from school. Uh, and I was driving and I got a text saying, dad, you just passed me on the road. And I'm like, I didn't even see you. I'm so sorry, baby. I'll turn around. And I came back and she's like, dad, who are you on the phone with? And I said, I wasn't on the phone. She goes, well, you were talking and your hands were kind of going and your head was bobbing back and forth. I go, oh, that I was yelling at God. And she's like, <laughs> what? I go, yeah, I was yelling, I was angry, but we worked it out. It's all good. And I, I picked her back up at school, and she goes, you were yelling at God? I'm like, yeah, baby, he can handle that. He's got broad shoulders, and he can handle my anger, and, and I can let down. It's a safe place to share it. And then he sets me straight, and I'm, <laughs> I move on. I move on. But it's the same thing. And, and, and if, if our home wasn't a safe place for them to let down, they're going to do it somewhere else. Right. And I'm thankful it's at home that they feel safe to do that. Right. I feel like we're kind of in the middle of this. I don't think we know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do know it's not going to end tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what I'm trying to, I personally, business-wise, family-wise, are trying to come up with how to survive. How Not yep. not survive as in breathe, but mentally, physically, yeah. kind of just how are we going to get through this day by day? And what if we aim higher? What if we aim above survive and aim for thrive? Like, yeah. how do I thrive in this? And that sounds that sounds completely nonsensical, and it sounds like, how can that possibly happen? But I, I feel like every obstacle in life is an opportunity for growth. That's how we grow. And so what, do I, what am I learning about myself in this? What am I learning about my family in this? What am I learning about God in this that's going to serve me well in the future? How can I be a better person on the other side of this? Right. How can I learn from it? And I told that to Hallie, you know, our senior who's lost so much in this with their senior year. But I told her, this is going to prepare you for something down the road in a way that nothing else would have. You know, the hard road brings blessings that the easy road never would bring. And so it's through trial by fire, being forged in the fire, that we're made into the people we're called to be. And I think God uses those. And and he mourns right with us. He's not 
he's not celebrating this in any way, shape, or form. And the, and those who are, are losing the struggle with COVID-19, I mean, he mourns right with us. But I also believe that he's bringing us, to, he's got better things in our future than he has in our past. I look back on it. I'm 52 years old, born in 1968, so the Vietnam War was going on, probably, which I don't remember. But what I do remember is Elvis dying. I remember um, one of the Beatles dying, (laughs) John Lennon. Um, And it would upset my parents. It was like a national news, and we all gathered around the TV. But I can't imagine what, and I try to for my kids, but what they've gone through. I mean, they've been through 9-11, 2008 with the recession, You know, a lot of people losing their jobs or friends of... Their friends, family being affected by job loss, and now this. I mean, that's this is probably the third biggest thing. Well, they were probably young during nine eleven. I know, like our kids don't remember it. Yeah, I'm thinking of my twenty year old, but but yeah, I get it. These things that are happening within their lifetime. But you can go back every generation and see these things that people have gone through. I know. I do look at my generation. I'm like, all that happened was some (laughs) some famous singers. passed away <laughs> but this did happen in my lifetime it didn't yeah. happen in my childhood i guess absolutely yeah. absolutely and and it's how we manage that with our children how do we manage that how do we process that with them so they know i'm going to be okay in this and i told hallie this is not this is one chapter of your life is it a lousy end the way your your high school career is in yeah absolutely and let's own that it's worthy of mourning you need to mourn it and grieve it, and that's not a one-day process or a one-time thing. You're going to go through the anger and the sadness and all of that, and that's okay. And you have every right to do that. Mourn it, but know that it's just the end of a chapter. It's not the end of your story. And you get to start a new chapter going off to college, and, and you write the story from there. It's not, it's not an ending. It's just a chapter. Can you think back on your LSU days or your broadcast days? You always have a character that kind of taught you how to handle the situation? You know, my dad, for sure, always. I can remember you talk about a roadmap, uh, needing a roadmap. When I got my first job in television in Panama City, Florida, <laughs> I didn't have a clue what I was doing. They'd ask me, do you know how to edit? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd done some in school, but I didn't. Do you shoot? Oh, yeah, I can shoot. I'd never done it before. But they were like, come get this job where you don't know anybody, you don't have any connection. And I did, and I took off. But before I left, I went and visited my dad at, in his office uh, in New Orleans. And I said, Dad, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I'm going off to do this thing. And he whipped out a Bible, First Peter 5, gave it to me. And those words have been so comforting to me. Um, that passage of being humble and casting all your cares on him, knowing that he cares for you. You know, I read that. I had that Bible laid open the whole way to Florida from New Orleans. Just kept reading it and reading it. And I just go back to that as a, it's a comfort to me today. Those teachings along the way, they hold you up. Those moments, what sustained you then can help sustain you now, and you have a memory. And knowing, and that's the other thing, is thinking about the struggles that you went through and how God carried you through those. Those are stones of remembrance of sorts. Like, I need those to look back and say, God was faithful here. He's going to be faithful now, and he'll be faithful in the future. Because he cared, look, what, look how he carried me. I never thought I'd get through that. And he brought me through that. And he's going to bring me through this too. And I have the confidence in that because I see his faithfulness all over my tracks and my steps throughout life. You bring up a good point of A, learning from it. Yeah. B, consulting and God to help get you through it. There will be an end to this. It just mm-hmm. will be a different ending than what we probably have in our head. Isn't that always the case too? Sure. Things never end the way you, oh, I never saw that coming. Well, that's why, you know, I got the senior too at home and she's yeah. all the same. And then I'm like, well, what you have pictured for the end of your senior year is not coming true. Right. But there is going to be an end. 
yep. to your senior year. So what you make of it from sure. now on, it's just it's not what everybody else had an ending to. Yeah. But you know, I do a lot of studying for business because I'm trying to keep my business afloat. And sure. everything I read says for every recession, there's an end to a recession. So there'll be an end to this, whether it's the recession or this COVID scare, that we're going to come out of it. We're going to come out of it different than yep. when we went into it. Absolutely. And that's the whole point, right? I mean, we're, we're constantly growing into what we're ultimately called to be. And it's a, it's a progression thing. And it's through trial and struggle that we really are molded and formed. Right. I mean, I, 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 mean, I truly believe I'll be a better person. I'll be a better husband, better father, a better business owner, a better boss, a better partner with everybody here. But right now it really hurts. I mean, you know. And that's, and that's, that's real. You know, that's why Paul says, be thankful in all things. He doesn't say be thankful for all things. There's obviously things in life that we are not thankful for. Cancer, death, you know, this coronavirus, you know, whatever, pick your thing. But we can be thankful in the midst of them because we have a God who's bigger than all of it, who cares for us beyond our wildest dreams, is going to carry us through it and have a better place for us on the other side. But there's absolutely room for mourning. It's 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 yeah. supposed to be. And we sh- we're not supposed to enjoy that part. Because I think a lot of us are going looking for answers. I mean, yeah. you could turn on any TV station or you go on any social platform and you try to root through some of the the jargon or whichever side of politically you sit on or anything like that. You're just trying to look for facts and stuff because I get questions from home from my kids or from my wife or come to work and you get questions and really, I mean, I you feel dumb. You don't have the answers, but you're, you're looking for some. You get to the point where it's like, it's impossible to wrap your head around it, so wrap your heart around it instead. You know, how how can I how can I move to somebody else's needs? How can I how can I be a light in the midst of this darkness in some way, shape, or form? Because I'm not gonna wrap my head around it. I'm not gonna figure it out. It's beyond me. But I can wrap my heart around it and try to serve others as best I can. And, you know, that's one thing that is therapeutic. I mean, we think about conventional wisdom says if I'm sick, I need to take medicine. If I have a need, I need to fill it. But if you flip that around, if I'm depressed, if I'm down, I go serve somebody else and watch what it does for not only them, but for me as well. Getting out of that, getting out of that pattern of just being inward thinking and getting the focus off of your own problems and on somebody else's is is a huge therapeutic thing for you. Because I think we're all wrestling with that control. Oh, it's the biggest thing, man. And I always remember back, remember our boy Walt Crawford? Yeah. Wild Bird Sanctuary? Yeah. Uh, God rest his soul. Yes. Um, we were flying with him in Sky Fox one time, the helicopter from Channel 2. I was flying and shooting flooding back in the flood of, was it 94, 93? Yeah. And I remember he was, he asked if he could jump in the helicopter because he wanted to look for some birds, some eagle nests up along the, the uh, river. We're just flying along and it was really quiet and we're just kind of looking around and I said, what do you think, Walt? He's like, let me just tell you, you can... Uh, you can dam up the river, you can build levees, you can push it this way, push it that way, and you can think you have control of it, but Mother Nature always has last at bat. Yeah. So this kind of reminds me of Walt. I can try to educate and do all this stuff and plan, 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 and get yeah. things here and try to tell my wife, this is how we can do this, or what do you think about that, or, you know, with your kids and that stuff. In the end, I have no control over it. No. No. And all the arm flailing in the world is not going to fix anything. Right. I'll never forget when I was at LSU, it was my first year with the team, and Dr. Broussard, the head trainer I worked for, and we were on a trip, and man, we were getting killed. (laughs) We were were just getting blown out. 
at at Florida, and I hear this crunching next to me, and it's Doc Broussard on the bench with a whole pile of peanuts. He's eating peanuts on the bench. He'd flag down the peanut guy on the bench. <laughs> he was eating some peanuts, and he's like, Timothy, you want a peanut? I'm like, no, Doc, why are you eating me? It's over, stud. This one's not going to, it's, it's not going to end well. Have a peanut. Might as well enjoy it. You know, you found a joy in those peanuts in the midst of that game. He was going to find some joy. Enjoy the defeat. Right. It's like. Because it's know, coming. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going right. to make the best of this situation. And that's what we have to do is, you know, look for the bag of peanuts in the midst of the bad game that we can enjoy. Uh and look for the light in each day because there's something there's something to be enjoyed. You know, everybody's got their different way of dealing with this. And I'd like to hear what other people have to say, don't you think? Yeah, they may get tired of hearing just you and I. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> we can listen just as well. We'd love to get your questions or comments or some of the ways you're coping with this whole thing. You can send them to us right here on our Facebook page and we, uh, we can discuss, discuss them right here on the podcast. All right, we'll wrap this one up and uh, thank everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch everybody next time. Y'all have a great one. Thanks for joining us here on The Thread Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more exclusive content, be sure to follow us on social media at The Thread STL.